Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Well, today we're going to talk about the unexpected, right? We're going to talk about uh, cold weather in Texas, uh, getting caught off guard. Now, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about preparing for no electricity, getting stuck in the cold. But I also want to talk about, you know, kind of getting caught off guard and uh, preparing for the things that aren't that are out of the norm. Um you know, a lot of people are like, oh, climate change and whatever. Well, I mean, now remember, just to believe in climate change does not mean that you have to be all like, oh, we caused it. Or even if we did cause it, we can fix it. We're not trying to get you to change your whole lifestyle. That's We'll leave that to the politicians. Maybe the Paris Accord will get to the bottom of that and straighten yeah, I, everyone I out. Yeah, I wouldn't stop burning tires in your backyard just yet. <laughs> just yet. But just the same, it is possible that like if you ever read the Farmer's Almanac and they talk about, you know, sunspots and different things, turns out the climate used to be a little bit different here on planet Earth. Um, back in the day, I don't know if you guys realized this, there was something called the Ice Age and different things. Like I said, it's irrelevant. Believe what you want. I'm sure you'll take offense to something I say either way. So I'm going to offend you both. You'll both be okay. Um, but to get to the thing, uh, sometimes unexpected things with weather does happen and we can get caught off guard. Uh, now there is some kind of toolkit we can get to prevent climate change. Is that something we're understanding? Yeah, so Greta Thornburg is sending out toolkits. Now, I was thinking this toolkit was like a, like a, a, a list of, of no, right. Well, yeah. I thought it was like a list of things that I might go get. 
to be ready right. to create anarchy or whatever. Now, and honestly, I, I still am not clear. I searched it for a half hour on on the internet, and I still don't know what the fuck she's talking about. But you're saying it might be an idea. It's a list of ideas. It's a list of ideas on how to do stuff. Like there was a toolkit for Hong Kong. And uh, in that toolkit, it had things like wearing a gas mask and covering your face so that, you know, the cameras can't recognize you wearing a helmet, things like that, that you can do to, to keep yourself safe. uh, Even though you're fighting Chinese government, which is. So you're saying that Greta Thunberg was against a tyrannical government. Yes, and right now she's dealing with with uh, Indian Indian farmers. That's the that's the big one now. Now, uh, so is this like one of these where I because I, I saw this play out with Germany and and Russia a long time ago, right? There's something about you want to get rid of one tyrannical government so you can institute your own tyrannical government. Is that right, what we're going for? Yeah, that's the difference. Now you're in You'll charge. do it better? Okay. Because right. mm-hmm. I know she wants to tell everybody what to do. I see all kinds of lists. She's like, we have to do this, 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 and this. Now, and if here's, you don't. Here's a secret. Greta Thornburg didn't actually write that toolkit. What? That wasn't her. She didn't even come up with it. She just, uh, she just tweeted it. Ah. Now, it has things like links to articles and, you know, shit like that. Keep yourself from getting arrested. It didn't work out in India, though, because they just uh, arrested somebody that retweeted her tweet. All right. So, all right. Now, did she tweet any out for America? Is there any way, did she send a list of how to throw the American, overthrow the American government? Yeah, yeah. What she said was that we had to make a fake winter storm in Texas. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> no, I did hear something. You you had mentioned yeah. when we were discussing this previously that there might be some fake snow. Yeah, so in Texas. yeah, I got into, into the conspiracy theories a little bit on this one, and there's some there's some gold in there. I tell you what. So now I did see messages from Todd in the the Facebook group. Uh-huh. And Todd seemed to think it was pretty real. He said something about freezing his nuts off or something and having to get extra heaters and he wasn't happy. Um Yeah. I yeah, didn't well, see I did see him in like a cigar lounge or something. I I'm not really sure what's happening there, but Yeah. Well, all I can tell from the pictures on Facebook is he has a legit man cave. Yeah. Mhm. So I I mean, got to appreciate something like that. All right. So anyway, so tell me about what's going on in Texas. They're 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 so, having fake snow. Yeah. So there's fake snow. Um, did, I I'm not in Texas, so I can't corroborate this. But apparently, okay. there's fake snow in Texas, and it was made by um, uh, by Joe Biden. He he was the one responsible mm. for this one. That's making um, a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, now I dug into this. People like guns in Texas too, right? Right. Yep. Yep. I'm seeing why they're the ones having problems. (laughs) Now this one, I chased it down as far as I could, but it just petered out and has no backing, has no references. Now, so I was told it is real snow and the way they did it was Bill Gates was involved. That's right. right. Bill Gates. Yep. 
Now, Bill Gates, so, yeah, you know, he's blocking out the sun. Is that what's happening? Yeah, and this is another one that I I, I searched and searched, and and it really just led to nowhere. There's no like, um, you know, you would think like with something like that, a statement saying Bill Gates is blocking out the sun. You'd think you'd have like some sort of reference, but there there was nothing. It just nothing. It's just completely made up. So, um, as fun as it, as it is, I don't believe that Bill Gates is actually trying to. Uh, isn't to, he uh, though? Isn't he? <laughs> all right. So moving you know, right hey, along, you know, he invented the internet for all of us, and then we just used it to shit all over him. Let, let's not disrespect Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That would be for those of you who didn't know that Al Gore single-handedly invented the internet. Just so you may or may not be true. But anyway, moving right along. The, uh, so the idea is no, we, we were just, just having some fun there. Uh, but we do get caught by surprise and unexpected. Um, I definitely had, uh, this past two, maybe three years ago, I think it's got to be three Christmases ago now that uh, around New Year's Eve, it actually was New Year's Eve, my furnace died. Uh, and, you know, it was a simple thing and a part that I could get at Lowe's, but of course it died at eight o'clock at night on New Year's Eve. And that means Lowe's isn't till the next day. And I still had electricity. I just needed a new nozzle for my oil burner. Not a big deal. I mean, I ended up like it, it was weird. I was able to clean it out. It would run for an hour and then it would clog up again. So obviously mm-hmm. I was doing a piss poor job cleaning it out, whatever. Doesn't matter. And for a $7 part, you know, it kind of sucks that you don't have it on hand. And honestly, I usually was keeping them. So I don't know what happened. But either way, I fell apart on that one. Mm-hmm. My point is, no matter what you do, you can always get caught with something unexpected. And and that okay. can happen. And and that can be where you just don't have power to run your stove, do your deal with your appliances. Um, you know, obviously climate control is an issue with when you don't have power, you might not be able to run your air conditioning. Obviously, going without air conditioning isn't quite as dramatic as going without heat because you know, you end up with things freezing and, and being like that. And obviously can really be a dramatic issue. Now, some people do have health conditions that, you know, the heat can really significantly cause more damage than to the rest of us. So that's something you want to be aware of and plan for. Now, one, it really depends on your heat source. So like if you had an oil burner, you know, I read about people are like, oh, I ran out of oil. Well, obviously you can go buy kerosene or diesel and fill it up in your oil tank and that will work and burn fine and you will have no problem. Um, usually, I mean, I don't know where they use oil aside of the Northeast, really. Um, it's not really the go-to for a lot of places. Uh, in the South, they all use propane uh, just again, cause you're not using as much and you end up actually paying more, I think for the propane people do have propane or natural gas heat in the North, but natural gas. Yes. The propane, not so much just cause you're filling your tank all the time, you know, cause it is so right. cold. Mm-hmm. Um, now what, what kind of additional heaters 
what would you think? Like, I mean, I know I used to have a uh, kerosene heater, which I've had mixed results. Now, this is, I know actually Kevin uses one of these for like an extra space he has to try and heat with the kerosene heaters. Those, when you read them, they say uh, K1 kerosene is what you want to use. And I know when I was in New York, it was like one out of maybe five gas stations would have a kerosene pump and you that would be the k1 if it says kerosene you're probably okay um when you light these a lot of people like to light them outside because they might smoke for the first two or three minutes Mm -hmm. i i know i don't think kevin does but again it's not a nice finished space maybe i don't i don't know how you do it do do you light it inside or yeah yeah i mean it if you use the the K1 kerosene, which which is basically all kerosene, it's not you know there's not a whole bunch of different grades and shit. It basically you're not supposed to use diesel fuel in it, which you can. Will smoke. It will smoke. It, it will smoke, no. and it, it's not like a pleasant smell. Um, <clears throat> kerosene burn a lot cleaner. Right. I but I used I, to know somebody who yeah, was really cheap. Yeah, I use heater, um, yeah. and it's you know it's it's effective. It puts out a lot of heat, but. You know, again, it's something you have to watch. You know, you don't you don't want to just uh, turn it on and and leave it alone. You want to keep an eye on it because it you know it it is a fire hazard if you're not careful about it. Well, you run into the dog kicking it over or whatever else, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, fireplace, great idea. A lot of people in Texas have fireplaces. Do you have set firewood already kind of set aside and ready to go? That may be something to consider. Um, yeah, I'm thinking out in the country. I don't know in the city. I guess nobody has fireplaces or their gas or I don't know. Again, if you're hooked up to natural gas, having a gas firehouse fireplace, not too bad of an idea. Um, I don't know. You kind of really are limited. There's definitely electric heaters, but again, you still need electricity. Um, right. And, you know, I mean, we, I, I actually got that, that time in on new year's where i got stuck i actually had a a electric fireplace which ended up saving me you know where i was able to keep the house about 55 um 55 sounds really cold to you guys but in new york 55 sounds pretty good compared to five degrees outside or you know whatever else yeah Yeah. that's balmy you know Mm -hmm. so now now i keep my house like right now up here in new york you're 40 14 14 yeah um i think where i am in in my secret undisclosed location unless you heard that episode with my wife um it is wait for it i have no idea i was outside it felt like 40 i think around 40 but who really knows um yeah go ahead now, when it comes to, to cold weather, you know, like they, what they what they always say is, is there's no such thing as weather that's too cold. There's just inappropriate clothing. Is that right? And yeah, that's right. So so no matter how cold it is, you need to you need to, you know, dress for it, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you live in Texas, you know, the majority of your uh, clothing might be uh, shorts and T-shirts. Um, but, you know what you want to do with that sort of stuff when you, when you don't have like a big thick down coat or, you know, anything like that, 
you want to build in layers. So you want to have basically thin synthetic fibers on the base layer, you know, touching your skin, something that's going to wick moisture away. And then you want to stack layers on top of it. And your outermost layer, you want to have, um, you know, some sort of animal product, uh, either goose down or um, uh, leather or wool. You want something that's not going to let moisture in um, on the outside. So, so you want to just stack up your layers. Where you can, uh, <clears throat> you know, I always see people at Walmart and they have the, uh, the what is it? Uh, flan- is it flannel? I don't know. The, the pajamas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you see them wearing when they're out shopping? Yeah. You yep. could just stack like six or seven pair of those, I think. and yeah. just be Stack them go. right up, man. Sweatpants, just, whatever you got. You know, just sweatpants. make sure you have layers, layers on. Because each layer is going to trap a little bit more air. And the trapping of the air is what's going to keep you keep you warm. Also, wearing shoes, believe it or not, will uh, help with your heat loss. Um, you know, obviously decent socks, but shoes will add to that. The idea is to think ahead and cover these options. And, you know, over and over again, we talk about, you know, how important it is to, you know, cover your downside to plan for the unexpected. And no, nobody thinks we're going to get hit with a snowstorm in Texas, but then you also don't think, well, yeah, but. I'd have, you know, I have my electric heat and it sucks and it'll run, but whatever. Well, you didn't think you were going to get snowstorm and no power. Now, obviously those two things go together. You see how ice and tree limbs falling, you know, could dramatically affect, you know, how, how that all works. Cause you don't plan your power lines. Um, we saw that, uh, one of the things I, I saw in, the, in one of the Facebook groups was they were talking about people were standing at truck stops where because they weren't plowing the roads, they weren't able to bring fuel in. And then the two, they weren't able, because the roads weren't cleared, they weren't able to resupply the food in the truck stop. Because mm-hmm. like in your mind, you're like, well, I can always stop and, you know, right. get food here. Yeah. Right. Ride it out. Well, that didn't work out. Um, And so that was kind of a thing. They were saying it was going to be like seven days with no food and water. And, you know, I was watching about locals, you know, going out with the big pot of chili and stuff and and looking out for people and helping their neighbors out, which is obviously something awesome that you could do. But, you know, helping your neighbors is not a bad way to go. But yeah, you know, I saw so, a lot of people there were short on food, and to me, that seems like a that seems like a basic thing that you should have you should have been planning for. I know most of you guys that listen to the show, you know, we preach up and down about having two weeks of food and food and water stored, but yeah, a lot of people don't do that. You know, a lot of people have <laughs> what they have in their cabinet, and yeah. when it runs out, that's it, man. Three days maybe, you know, and then then they're they're shit out of luck. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, these are the wake up calls. You need to look at the signs, you know, when they happen, um, you know, you get so many warnings and then all of a sudden you get caught where you don't have a way out of it and mm-hmm. you need to prepare for that. And that's, you know, this whole lifestyle, you know, it's taking care of business and doing what we got to do, but you need to think ahead and plan. Um, 
it's your responsibility to take care of your family. Yeah. yeah Again, the election here is, is when you're cold, you really need, you really need your calories. Um, you're going to burn through a lot of ca- calories, keeping your body warm, you know, shivering for one hour. That's not doing anything else. Just shivering. That's 400 calories an hour that you're, you're consuming. Yeah. So, I mean, your, your body really needs a lot of fuel to keep your, keep yourself warm and, and, you know, situations like this where you can't go and reheat inside or you can't, you know, you can't necessarily just warm back up, run inside and warm back up because it's not, you know, it's, it's just nonstop. And so you have to be able to fuel your body to be able to, uh, to, you know, make sure that it operates, at, you know, peak performance. Yeah. Um, but think of all the things, you know, you count on with electricity, proper lighting, proper, you know, be able to run your house efficiently, you know, to get your kids off to school, the transportation, you know, all right, you're stuck home for two weeks now because they're not going to plow the roads and we just have to wait for the snow to melt, which is a ridiculous idea to anybody who's lived in, you know, the North or whatever, but you know, hey, I guess you get caught off guard every now and again. Um, I get mad up here in New York if if I'm driving on on the road and it's not plowed and it's still snowing. It's still snowing exactly. and I'm angry that there's snow on the road. Right, <laughs> I'm right. I'm spoiled, spoiled up here. <laughs> so, you know, but, I mean, if, if you end up in a position, all right, now you have kids at home, they're chilly and uncomfortable, the power's not on so now their phones and their games are slowly dying after a day or two you know they're working through their various things do you have extra batteries on hand do you have you know all the different supplies that you need do you have a generator you know that's something how do you not consider you know having some kind of backup source of electricity or some kind of way now we all decide now some of you are like i can live without electricity no problem and some of you really can and have no problem going without it and have developed a lifestyle and, you know, working with things, found ways to do stuff where they use minimum or no electricity. Well, that's great, but some of you haven't. And you need to find a way to accommodate things and start to look at, I mean, you know, Kevin had mentioned kind of breaking into the camping supplies and, and things like that. Um, that's where, you know, your better sleeping bags, you know, might come into play or having, uh, you know, the, uh, the stove, uh, percolator for your coffee. Uh, you know, I'd mentioned in the past about not being able to grind my coffee beans. Obviously you can chop them up with a knife and do what you have to do, but it's not quite the same, you know, not not the same with specific size. Otherwise the coffee's not going to taste right. The fine grain, the medium grain, you know, you have a setting course, whatever, but that's, that's the thing is, is to plan and, and, you know, be prepared for these kind of things. And when we get caught off guard, it really can throw you. So, I mean, that's, that's where I wanted to go with this is just, you know, start to look at what's around you, what's happening, understand the world is changing Um, things. One, your political environment is definitely changing your climate is changing. I mean, things are different. You know, we're in a whole new climate zone, you know, where we're planting now than we were two years ago or three years ago. 
things are, you know, are different and that's fine. And whatever it is, what it is. And, you know, if you feel there's something you can do to make that different, great. If you're just adapting and learning to, you know, deal with the world that you live in, then I would say take that action, but start taking the steps to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, do what you got to do to take care of your family and your stuff. You know, that's how the world works. That's what preparing is. So put your house in order and keep things moving. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you want to touch. Now, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to just uh, go over a couple of couple of basics on uh, uh, cold weather, you know, survival. All right. One of those things is is beware of dehydration. Uh, okay. You don't think about it because you're maybe you're not you know you're not necessarily sweating, uh, but you need to make sure you're drinking enough liquid that you're taking a piss every every few hours. Um, the air is a lot drier, so you're not breathing in any humidity. You're only breathing out humidity, so you're losing water every time you take a breath. Um, and and staying hydrated is really important in in cold weather. Uh, another another thing to think about is um, uh, how you're dressing. Now we talked about dressing in layers. Um, we talked about you know making sure you you've got proper footwear on. But one thing to think about is is a lot of people will have the regular size shoe. You know their their shoe that's their size. Uh, but they'll load up on three or four pairs of socks and it'll really right. tighten up that boot. And what you're doing is you're going to actually end up slowing down the circulation in your feet and it's going to actually make them colder. So what you want to do is have, you know, one really good pair of socks, you know, one good pair of wool socks on with your boots. You don't want to just stack up a bunch of cotton socks on top of each other because that's not it's not going to help out in the long run. You want to stay away from alcohol when it's really cold out because it's going to it's going to thin your blood a little bit and it's you're not your circulation's going to drop down. Now, me personally, I think that's a fair trade, you know. I would rather have my whiskey and be cold than than uh have to be sober through all that bullshit, but you know, everybody make your own choices when it comes to that sort of stuff. Another thing is keep moving. You know, y- your body creates heat every time you move. And it's gonna gonna keep you warmer, you know, as long as you're as you're as long as you're in motion, right? Um, but again, burning calories, so just be aware. Calories, of it. Right. Uh, another thing that you know, it's it's sad that we have to say anything, and it's sad that it happened. But a, a woman and her uh, either daughter or granddaughter died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, yeah, she definitely a thing. To, you know, to keep warm, and you know that's gonna happen. That's you yeah. can only run a car like that, and you know, for a certain amount of time, uh, in a confined space like this before you start running the grill the indoors. We yeah. see, you know what it is. Growing up in the Northeast, we see these same things play out over and over again, and we hear all the stories. And to people who live in that environment, this just sounds ridiculous. And well, yeah, of course, but people who haven't been in that environment where people do any radical thing to heat their house, mm-hmm. um. You know, uh, people damage their stoves all the time by just turning their oven on and leaving it on bake with the door open and Mm -hmm. using the electricity from their stove to help heat their house. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's not 
necessarily dangerous. It's just bad for your stove. But we've right. seen people run their grill in their house. Carbon monoxide ends up doing them in. Um, not understanding their fireplaces or, you know, working the flu correctly or something like that. You know, people who aren't used to it and don't know the proper steps to take, you know, they're like, oh, I should take a chance on this. Or maybe you weren't using your fireplace because I don't really know about the chimney. It might be suspect, but I'm going to use it now because I'm desperate, right. you know. And there were a These lot of house the- fires because of, because of uh, you know, because of legitimate, you know, fireplace fires that just, you know, they hadn't been used in a hundred years. And it was just all squirrels build a nest or whatever nasty shit. And before you know it, you know, now you're freezing your ass off outside instead of inside because your house is gone. There you go. That's not a good way to be. Mm -hmm. Do you have more on that list or I have some stuff, but go ahead. All right. So I basically was looking, somebody posted a uh, basic prepper list and This is more geared towards the cold weather and and kind of what you're seeing now, you know, in Texas. I know it's coming to an end, but they said, uh, you know, number one on the list was having a French press, you know, getting around that coffee issue. Uh, The My Buddy buddy heaters with the propane canisters, there's something you can throw. Yeah, you can throw a hundred bucks at something, right? Because they're they're pretty inexpensive. Yeah, I think I, I think it was forty bucks actually when I got right, it. Right, but I'm saying, and and you buy several propane canisters, right? You could really cover. Now, you know, yeah, it might be hard to go out and buy that right now. Well, there's a crisis in Texas. It mm-hmm. might be hard to go find that in Texas, but if you had planned a little bit, these are something maybe you plan for next time. Because guess mm-hmm. what? This might actually happen again. Um, yeah, wool socks, great thing to run out and get, uh, a little bit of canned extra food, but think of stuff that's easy to prepare without your oven. That's what you want. You know, a lot of stovetop stuff. Cause a lot of people have grills with a stovetop, um, burner things that meals that are prepared that you can do like that would be awesome. Um, the, uh, the fireplace, uh, well, actually, this lady was saying a fireplace blower for your gas fireplace to kind of, you know, when you do have electricity to really circulate the air. Uh, filtration pitchers, the, uh, she was saying have like three designated large bowls. You know those plastic containers people use when they go camping for doing dishes? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that to be able to wash, rinse, and then maybe sanitize your dishes. Cause when you're working with cold water, having a little bleach in a third container is, you know, the nice option. Um, mm-hmm. They were saying uh, tea and juice bottles, maybe save some or the two gallon soda bottles, whatever, so that you can have stored with water. I know we actually uh, buy water and we save those containers and reuse them for like right now. Um, I, I shut off the water to the barn because it's cold out and it, the lines might freeze. So what I end up doing is we take out the water jugs and, you know, fill the animal water with those, you know, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, they were saying uh, portable chargers, a portable generator or a house generator. If you can pull that off, you know, uh, they had mentioned maybe an insulated rain barrel. 
Now, if you just had that constantly going out of your gutter or something, now obviously there's all kinds of great websites where you can set up how to filter water for your rain barrel and, and make it pretty cool. And then you can take that inside to your better filter and then, you know, actually use that for drinking. But maybe you consider that for, uh, for, um, sorry, toilet water, flushing the toilets, right? Um, you don't have to worry about filtering that again. And I'm assuming you've already bought, you know, uh, I don't know, 12 gallons or 18 gallons of water for drinking. And that way you have water that, you know, you're less worried about for your toilets and keeping things going. Um, obviously depending how uh, long this goes on, you know, you need different amounts of water and you need to kind of figure out how to prepare for it. Um, yeah, now, a lot of people another, in Texas are, are dealing with an uh, issue with, um, you know, their water is restored, but they've yeah. got borrowed water notices, meaning that the water is available, but it's not necessarily safe to drink. Now, you can right. use that water for everything without boiling it aside of drinking. You can use it for flushing your toilets. You can use it for washing your hands. You can use it for taking a shower, but you just can't drink it. Now, most of the time, that water that is under the boil water notice is safe yeah. to drink, but they're just recommending you boil it out of an abundance of precaution. And there's nothing worse than, uh, you know, shitting your fucking brain out. Because <laughs> you, you were stupid and you drank the water you shouldn't have been drinking. Right. Uh, and then, right. But yeah, there you go. There's that. Uh, another thing that people who don't live in cold climates get thrown off by a lot, and even people up in the north, maybe the first time it happens, ice and snow every year, is having something to scrape off your car and cleaning out, uh, making sure that in general, as a general life rule, you shouldn't have water in your radiator, you know, like people do all the right. time. Now, actually, in some places, like I assume in Texas, people needed to be a uh, radiator fluid also to not overheat as well, but you definitely don't need that freezing on you. So make sure that those things are, are correct, that you have windshield washer fluid. That's not just water. Again, people do that. You know, they just pour water in there because they're like, why well, live in Texas? What's the problem? Yeah, what, what's the problem? Now, if you, if you have an issue with, uh, with um, not having windshield washer fluid, you can, you know, you can be blind in, you know, five, 10 minutes once you're driving behind a, a semi, you know, in a snowstorm, yeah. you're going to have to clean that, that windshield off. Now you can just use, you know, just pour water and rubbing alcohol in there, you know, get a strong mixture of rubbing alcohol with that water and it'll melt off the ice as it gets sprayed on there and it'll clean, at least clean, you know, somewhat your windshield so you can see. Cause you always have rubbing alcohol driving down the road on the. I always do. No, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm willing to put that on the table. Um, another thing people might want to consider, even if you're not like a regular tea drinker, but a tea kettle that makes things kind of easy when it comes to boiling things like that. Um, mm -hmm. snow shovel. I bet you a lot of you guys in Texas are like, damn, if I had a snow shovel, um, mm -hmm. I, I know on my road, what we did is just have me and every one of my neighbors for about 20 miles, we just all have a tractor and we can go push the, just and I mean, we all line. like every wow. house there. Yeah. They, they got that worked out. Um, rice, pasta, things, dry beans, basically stuff that you can prepare 
you know, again, with just stovetop cooking, uh, can opener, you know, that when you're breaking into the store, some people only have electric options. I never really had an electric can opener. I've seen them in movies, but, uh, you know, to me, a can opener is a given, but you know, who knows, uh, oil lamps with smokeless fuel. That's something people don't consider. And that's a lot better than candles. Although candles will work and work fine. Uh, faucet covers for outside, uh, in the North, we actually have, uh, our outdoor faucets for the, uh, for the hose and that kind of thing. What they do is the shutoff valve is actually inside the house. It'll be like a foot long and Mm -hmm. you'll have the handle on the outside, but the valve will be on the inside. So that's not a big thing, but in the South, people don't do that kind of thing. And they actually sell little insulated covers that you can put off or sorry, put over the valve to keep it a little bit warmer because you're hoping it's not going into the deep freeze, five degree, minus 10 degree, that kind right. of thing. You know, when you're in that 25 or higher temperature, those will work just fine. The next step, again, something people do in the North, not really something anybody's aware to think of in the South is you can shut off the water to that outside faucet from the inside. Um, and you know, I mean, it might be somewhere, but that's the thing in the North, you plan your house so you can just shut that off. Whereas in the South, it might be in a leg where you're shutting off a bathroom and that in order to shut off that outside faucet. But when you have that really cold night or two, you might want to shut it off at least at night Mm -hmm. to keep that going. Also, you might want to keep in mind, you can leave water dripping, moving water usually will not freeze. So if you leave it dripping a tiny bit, you can kind of keep that water from freezing solid and that's better than getting stuck. Um, One of the last things, uh, flashlights uh, or lanterns, again, you know, electric lanterns as opposed to the other Um, and maybe some long johns, you know, dressing appropriate back to that. Uh, you have any more ideas or ideas for a show topic or, uh, things you want to tell us about, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise I would say stay safe, stay warm, and we will talk to you guys next week. The survival and basic badass podcast is a proud member of the self-defense radio network. Mm-hmm.